Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Genius Podcast. Uh, today's topic is let's talk about, I'm going to be talking about resilience. Um, reason being is I think it's really interesting to see how we have navigated the last six months. And in a lot of conversations that I've been speaking to people, um, you know, in little sort of online Zoom meetups, it's always been the question of, you know, how have you been? How have you been navigating this incredibly challenging time? So what I wanted to talk about was a little bit of an idea about resilience because much of the discussion was around how we're managing the change, how we're navigating through it, um, how we're being resilient in the face of adversity. And so I think it's really interesting to cover this topic in today's Let's Talk About podcast because um, resilience for me is probably something that we have a kind of idea of but maybe don't necessarily have um, a very clear distinction of what it looks like for us. And much of what I talk about is obviously how we do things. How do we become more resilient? How do we navigate these challenging times? So I wanted to turn our attention to a couple of qualities that I have um, seen are fairly common in people that we would describe of as resilient And in looking at this, what we're going to do is help unpick some of the qualities of resilient people and some of the things that we can take and apply to our own lives and to our own um, experience of adversity to help us to become more resilient. So first off, I wanted to have a look at what actually is resilient, because when we think about the idea of resilience, I think some of us maybe think of sort of this tough person um, who just like battles on headstrong um, can just deal with anything that happens to them and when I've asked the question to some of our genius members when we've we've got on calls and we've talked about the topic of resilience um, I've heard of this idea of this sort of um, resilient hard shell Um, you're really able to take knocks and um, just sort of yeah really sort of hold yourself shield yourself against adversity and for me, I think if we very much it's about sort of semantics and and the language we use around resilience. But I think when we view it like that, you get a little bit of this sort of warrior mentality um, of nothing can touch me and I'm really resilient. And this sort of get your head down and push through it, um, almost struggle through it, get through it. Um, and I don't think that necessarily is maybe the way that we should view resilience. And so that's what I wanted to talk about in today's podcast, thinking about maybe refreshing how we view resilience and how we then try and uh, achieve it for ourselves. So one of the things is, as I always like to do, is thinking about what is our intention around resilience. So just again, you know, I love definitions. So the definition of resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. So it's this idea that we can spring back. We have a capacity to recover, not a capacity to protect ourselves from things. Um, So I love that it's this capacity to recover. It's not the absence of the difficulties. It's not shielding ourselves from them. definitely happening to us um, and we're not living this sort of sheltered life for fear of having um, some sort of adversities or difficulties along the way but what we're able to do is we have a fantastic capacity we have trained ourselves to have a capacity to recover in times of adversity in times of struggle and return back to a state that we want to be in the majority of the time so when we think about it in terms of that it's really interesting to think about um 
our view of of how we view um you know resilience and how we're going to build this skill set how we're going to build this ability to be able to to deal with that um but it's definitely not sort of shielding ourselves or numbing ourselves from experiences um creating this protective sort of shield over us it's our ability to absorb what happens to us and then move forward um and then i love this the the second definition which is the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape so it is this ability to spring back to our our kind of norm our center um and first off again when we're thinking about this in terms of intention guys we're thinking about what shape do we want to spring back to so what does good look like you know what does done look like what does our normal way of being look like where do we want to be and many of us are probably feeling quite you know stressed or a little bit stretched in different directions and maybe not in that nice calm centered place that we like to be um, we're pushed quite a lot or we maybe haven't been there for quite some time so I think for, for a lot of us when we're thinking about resilience is really getting back to this intention of what does center look like you know what does it look like when we're back spring back into shape what is that shape that we're in um, and what do we want that what does that feel like what does that look like how do we feel when we're in that state um, what does that state feel like? What were we doing to bring us back to the, that state? What are the activities that help bring us back to center or bring us back to that shape that I talked about? Um, and from there, once we have clarity on that, then we need to look at, okay, how do we develop the ability to spring back? Because that is a learned ability. You know, many of us, we look at people who are resilient, we think, God, they've just got such a positive attitude they seem to just be able to bounce back when things happen um but that that is a learned skill that is through you know being able to trust yourself and that is through a series of experiences that you've gone through to develop this ability this skill to be able to pull yourself back bring yourself back to that centered you know back to that um shape that we like to be in back to that centered way that we like to be most of the time and by developing that ability the quicker we can spring back as we call it so I just love looking at those definitions and really sort of getting into the 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 language and the vocabulary that we use around it because I do think that shapes our perception of things and I do think it's important that we we view it in this way so one of the things that I thought was a very interesting sort of metaphor for this was I was reading a very interesting book um, entitled Biomimicry, and it's all about how we're studying the natural world for forms of inspiration, for um, materials, or we're trying to mimic nature um, for some of the ways that we do things so whether it's growing our food whether it's creating new materials we're looking at the natural world for inspiration there was a particular chapter that was all about the qualities of spider silk and how incredibly just amazing this material is for the qualities that it has and as I was reading it I was thinking and what came to mind was thinking about resilience so I'll walk you through this a little bit and just as I'm going through have a little bit of a think about it so to give you some idea of a spider's web it is the toughest material known to man. Many of you might know that it's used to make bulletproof vests. Um, it's, it's an incredible, incredible material. It's five times stronger than steel, um, but it's also one of the most elastic substances we know of. Um, when it's stretched, it can stretch almost 40% of its length um, and then return and spring back into shape. So 
thinking about that definition of resilience there, there's a bit of a tie there. You know, this ability to spring back into shape um, is, is incredible. It's got this enormous strength, incredible strength, five times stronger than steel. And it's also four, can stretch 40% of its length and then stretch back, which, you know, man-made bungee cord can only really, it, it can stretch 30% more than man-made bungee cord. So if you think the elasticity that you see when people jump off bridges with these bungee lines on, um, it can stretch 30% further than that and return back to its original shape, which I think, given those definitions of resilience, that's one of the qualities we want to definitely think about. So when I think about spiders, uh, sort of a spider's web, I do think of that strength um, and I do think of this flexibility, this ability to stretch, this, this elastic quality that it has. So when we're thinking about strength in terms of resilience for ourselves, when we're looking at these qualities of resilience, um, first of all, I want to focus on thinking about strengths. So really, if you think of a spider's web, it has this very strong form and structure to begin with. Spiders make these incredibly um, complex and intricate webs that are built in a very very strategic way um, to reinforce the strength of the web so the way that they design them and the way that they anchor them to branches or whatever it is that they're attached to is to give it a really strong form to begin with so that it has that durability it has that strength not just in its actual um, physical structure but in the actual way that they've built the web as well and so something I wanted to stretch this metaphor a little bit more in terms of yourselves and thinking about resilience for you is thinking about what are the things that keep you strong, that keep you healthy. Now, you've probably all had times and I've certainly had them where I've let myself get worn down. I've not slept enough. I'm incredibly tired. I've probably not been eating properly. Um, I haven't been spending as much time as I should with my friends and my family. And I feel really almost weakened a little bit by that. I don't feel like I'm bouncing out of bed in the morning, super strong, ready to take on anything. I can sometimes feel like one little thing's going to topple me over. Now, that's where my resilience web, my personal resilience, is obviously not that strong. And if you think about that spider's web, that might be this could be some holes punched in there or some threads missing from certain bits of the web. And it's not got that structural integrity as if it was a complete web. So what we need to do, much like a spider does, is it goes around the web and it looks for damage and it repairs them really super quickly. So it goes to a patch that's maybe been damaged by an animal brushing past or something ripped it or a support's come away and it goes back and very meticulously and strategically repairs that part of the web to make sure that the whole integrity of the web isn't being jeopardized by that one area that isn't being looked after and I think we should take this same idea for ourselves so if we need if we know what we feel like when we feel strong then we need to work out what it is when we do move slightly away from feeling that strong feeling. What is it that we need to do to help bring us back to that place? Is it we need to get some more sleep? Is it we need to take some action on um, our diet, on the food we're eating? Is it we need to spend some quality time with those that we love and our friends and our family to help restore us again? Is it do we need to spend some time looking at our personal boundaries? Do we need to do some personal work, some journaling, whatever that might be for you to help strengthen those areas or gain an awareness around some of the areas and some of the action that we should be taking to maintain that strong original structure, that strong original form because we need to know where we're springing back to. What is the shape that we're going to be springing back to? And is that the shape that we want to be? Um, so making sure you take these proactive actions and you do what you need to do to maintain a strong um, sort of physical, mental and emotional state um, 
as much as you can means that you are making yourself more resilient to some of the challenges that may come along. Um, just like I said, when we're in a weakened state, we're not particularly strong and some of these things can knock us more than they really should, but it's just because we're not in a strong state. So do think about that. Think about your spider's sort of resilience web that you have and think about what are some of the areas that you maybe need to invest a bit of time looking at strengthening, um, you know, personal boundaries, your health, your relationships. Where do you need to look at to feel strong again? Um, and go and take some time to actually proactively work on those areas. A bit like the spider just repairing those bits of the web. Take a bit of time and really, really strengthen that form um, and take the time that you need to be able to do that in whatever form that is. So we have some lovely exercises in the Genius Network and in, in some of the guides that we have where we, we kind of look at this and we look at some of the areas that we want to strengthen and we want to work on. And, and work out some ways that we can actually take some action towards it. So it's a really, really valuable exercise and it really helps build your self-awareness of what areas do I need to be focusing on and starting to really start to feel when things are slightly out of balance and where you need to be spending your time um, and putting in place action. So it's all very well having an idea, but actually turning that idea into a, into action and actually taking that time to have a date night with your other half or have that night in the bath having a soak and a bit of me time. Have that, you know, girly chat on the phone with your best friend or go out for a walk in nature if you need it on your own without your phone. Whatever that might be to, to strengthen those areas, do that and make that part of your routine make that part of your daily or weekly routine so that you start to build in these reinforcing behaviors these reinforcing routines that are helping keep you strong keeping that strong um, original form that we talked about before the next um, quality obviously is thinking about flexibility so here is where we want to develop this tolerance this flexibility this ability to stretch when we have impacts so um, when a moth flies into a spider's web it stretches and absorbs the impact of that of that moth because if it didn't absorb it it could one it could break the web because it would be too brittle too strong a form and this is metaphorically thinking this is people who put up like barriers and sort of numb out from things as they try and let get things to bounce off them and a lot of people's perception of resilience is that idea of this sort of armored kind of person who's just like nothing's hitting them nothing's affecting them and that's that resistance that's that not having that stretch that ability to experience and absorb all of the qualities and all of the experience that you're going to have from any of these challenges and take those learning opportunities from them so um, I think it's it's really lovely to think about it in that way. Think about developing more of a tolerance, more of a stretch, more of an ability to absorb and experience the things that happen to you fully and actually really taking as much from those experiences as you possibly can. Um, and in doing so, what you're going to be doing is widening. A lot of you are very familiar with comfort zones. And what this is going to do is going to widen that comfort zone, widen that comfort zone and that tolerance you have for different things. So if we do that whole sort of armoured, covered up, not letting things affect us, we're not actually growing our comfort zone, we're reducing it and we're trying to keep things from out from affecting us. And so over time, that's, that's not going to be a great thing. You're not going to develop this ability to stretch and be flexible and absorb these experiences and truly experience them for all that they're worth. Um, and so much like um, Brené Brown talks about and... and you can't numb hard feelings without numbing the other effects, our emotions. So you cannot selectively numb. Um, so when we numb those sort of 
negative emotions, for example, we also equally numb our ability to experience joy, gratitude, happiness, um, exhilaration, all of those kind of things. So it's really important when we do that, if we ever, if you ever feel like you're kind of armoring up against life or you're armoring up against an experience, you're not actually enabling yourself to feel all of the emotions, but actually in numbing those negative emotions associated with the challenge, you're also equally numbing your emotions and your ability to experience positive emotions. So this is what I mean by absorbing the experiences that happen to us and developing that stretch and that flexibility and that ability to spring back should we need to because only by absorbing the experience are we able to learn all the things that we need to learn and also learn how to get us back to our original form, that strong, strong, strong form to begin with. So we won't learn, we won't learn the skills unless we do the stretch, <laughs> unless we step out of our comfort zone once in a while, only then will we learn our capabilities to bring us back and actually have this wider, bigger comfort zone now where we still feel centered, we still feel um, resourced and we still feel strong, but we've widened our experience, we've widened our comfort zone and what we are able to stay centered in if we absorb and actually um, experience these uh, these things that happen to us. So it's definitely a really interesting journaling exercise to do. I encourage um, our genius um, guide members to go in and journal on this. What does, you know, how do you show up when you're feeling um, strong? When What does that feel like? How do you feel? How are your relationships? How is your you know, your mental health, how is your physical health, how is your well-being, you know, all of these things. How do you feel when you feel strong, okay? And and almost getting an idea of really identifying with how you feel when you're in that state. And that's how we learn to know where to return to, okay? So if we ever feel that we're any part of that is out of alignment, any part of that doesn't feel like that good, strong feeling, that's where our attention should be. And that's where we'll take action on to bring it back to that place so it's definitely something think about that web think about those those damaged bits of the web or the, the ones that aren't quite as strong as others and go back and just have a look at those and and like the spider does repair those little bits to create that strength to improve the integrity and the strength of of that web of your resilience web and secondly think about what flexibility looks like for you think about some examples and past examples of experiences you have got through um, challenges, um, adversities that you have been able to show and exhibit that flexibility and have been able to bring yourself back to a feeling of strength and a feeling of, of feeling better um, over a period. It might be days, weeks, whatever, even hours. It might be something very, very short. But that ability to spring back is something we want to cultivate as a skill we want to nurture and an ability we want to develop. So think about what flexibility means for you and think about what's worked in the past to bring you back to that original form, that original shape. And and just having that little bit of, of those lists there, you're starting to develop, one, the self-awareness around what strength looks like for you and what that good centered shape looks like for you. And secondly, you're starting to build out and build awareness of the toolkit you already have of things that have got you through adversity before. So like I say to a lot of people, when there's the most challenging times in your life, double down on the self-care because that's precisely what you need to resource yourself before you can help others or before you can get yourself into a space where you're thinking really clearly about things. And sometimes just having a little bit of time out, it can be a fantastic way of working out the best way to deal with something. Um, so giving yourself that time, looking after yourself 
um, and your well-being and helping maintain that strength and then in the times when you need to be flexible when you need to stretch and you're going to spring back think about what tools have done that for you before and realize you've got this toolkit you can deal with it anything that comes along you can definitely definitely deal with so with these qualities in mind these are the sorts of things i want to think about and there's a couple of qualities um, and strategies that you can use to help develop your resilience um, and these are just i'm going to touch on these very 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 quickly um, there's far more detail in our genius guide and the genius network if any of you are interested in it with plenty of journaling exercises for you to do some self-reflection and self-awareness but i want to cover these three sort of key points and just in a little bit of an overview just to get those thoughts sort of going in your head of maybe some ways and uh, some sort of self-reflective exercises for you to think about so the first one I want to think about is usually in times of challenge and adversity, the biggest struggle is acceptance of the circumstances. So it can be very hard in challenging times, in challenging circumstances, um, to accept the circumstances as they are. And Eckhart Tolle talks about this. He talks about the power of now and he talks about the isness, which is it is what it is. It, the circumstances you find yourself in, that is the circumstances in the present moment that is the circumstances you find yourself in it's what you do from in the present moment right now that will determine the future but you have to accept the circumstances as you find them um, even if you don't necessarily agree with them um, you do have to sort of have a form of acceptance so thinking about acceptance first of all are you somebody who is a why me person um, why has this happened to me um, i can't believe this has happened to me any phrases like that or any internal dialogue you hear like that, what I like to do is try and reframe that and think about it in a different way. So when a challenge presents itself for me, I like to think about why is this happening, that this is happening for me? Why is this happening for me? What is it that I have to learn from this opportunity? What is it that I have been pushed to understand from this experience? And if you have, view it in that way, then you view challenges, adversity, all of these kind of things as the trials of life, as part of being alive, as part of having these challenges. If you had a life where there was no challenges at all and it was all very easy and you were never going to grow, develop, find out more things about yourself, um, that would be quite a sad place to be. <laughs> and so almost with accepting the situation, the circumstances as they are, is I see as part of being alive, is part of the joy of living. Yes, it's unpredictable. Yes, sometimes it's very challenging. Yes, sometimes it's incredibly sad and emotional. Um, but in that, if we accept the situation, then we can really see what it has to offer us and what we can learn from it. Next, I wanted to think about attention. So a lot of the time in times of adversity, we can we need to be very conscious about where our attention is. Um, our attention um, can be on the problem, uh, but not on the solution. And a really lovely little visual that I kind of think about is um, two, pe two, two people walking along a path and they're sort of walking along and all of a sudden they find this gaping, massive, big, big, big hole in the path, okay? And there's two options and the two people have very different reactions to it. The first one looks at the hole and just points at it and says, that's a really big, deep hole. Look how deep it is. Look how wide it is. Look how um, cracked the edges are. Look how unsafe it is. Look and look and look and look. Problem, 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 problem. Okay. 
the other person starts looking up and looking around and looking for more solutions. So they're starting to look at the bankings on either side of the path. Can they climb round? Can they get round in some way? Uh, can they find something to build a bridge over it? Can they look at a way of raising the alarm? Is there a way that they are able to navigate around this problem in whichever way they find they can find to do it? And this is really very symptomatic of the sort of two responses to problems. A lot of the attention can be on the problem itself, um, but not on the solutions. And so having, um, you know, sort of a solution mindset um, of how you're going to direct your attention, sometimes looking at the problem and looking at the, the situation that's happened to you, for example, or something that's, got, that's gone wrong, maybe. Um, looking and looking at looking at that um, is not sometimes the most positive thing to do. Um, the other thing with that also is that you can start to sort of be very um, self-critical um, and you can be very, um, why did I do that? Oh, I'm so stupid. And that negative internal dialogue can really crack on and get going. Whereas if we have a solutions mindset of this is what it is and we have that acceptance, then we can move forward and put our attention towards towards the solutions. What are the lessons I've got to learn here? Okay, what are the problems I need to solve here? How can I come up with solutions? Um, and putting your attention in that direction and not looking at the big, big dark hole <laughs> um, is incredibly positive and is a far more constructive way of, of viewing these struggles and challenges as they arise. And the final one I want to talk about is action. So much like the sort of attention piece is, you know, how you spend your attention, thinking about your internal dialogue, this is more action-based. So this is thinking about actually having a look at, okay, what action am I taking and is it positive action? So, you know, feeling bad about it, spending time dwelling on it, um, you know, maybe trying to put blame on someone else, taking action in that way is not particularly positive um, and is not taking that um sort of um, you viewing the challenges of opportunity for growth. It's you trying to look for an excuse or a blame on something else. Um, but if you are taking action in a positive way, which is looking at the problem, working on a solution and taking action in a positive direction to rectify it or allow you to return back to your original shape. So allowing the stretch, taking the action to, okay, really experience this opportunity, this challenge that has presented itself, working out a solution to it and stretching and then springing back to your original form um, and taking the action that is going to get you from the stretch back to your original form and taking proactive action, doing that self-care, taking a bit of time, uh, leaning on maybe friends, family um, to help you um, is taking positive action rather than maybe some of the actions that might be more negative and moving you uh, and not letting you really stretch and experience the fullness of that experience and learn all that it has to offer you. Um, and so these are just sort of three sort of things as well. So thinking about acceptance, attention and action when you have adversity, when you have challenges in front of you can really help you develop this resilience and develop this mindset of viewing challenges as opportunities to learn. So I hope that's been really super useful for all of you. Um, I would really take some time to journal on this and have a think about how, you know, what that strong form original shape looks like for you and thinking about ways that you can develop that ability to spring back because um, it is it's. It's not the it's the absence it's not the absence of um, adversity. It is how you navigate them, and that ability to spring back will serve you in so many ways. And you can develop it and refine it and um, immerse yourself in it. <clears throat> 
lots and lots to get really super good at it and learn the tools that work best for you. So I would definitely take some time to journal on it, guys. Do you think about those three areas of acceptance, attention and action um, and and take those forward? And hopefully that helps you be just a little bit more resilient this week and uh, helps you gain a little bit more insight into um, sort of how you show up and how you can be your most resilient self. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. And we'll catch up with you really soon. Hi everyone, so I'm just here to tell you a little bit more about the Genius Journals. Um, You've probably heard me mention them a few times in the podcast, so I thought I would just give you a bit of an overview of what it's all about. So basically, it is a foundational course in bite-sized manageable daily lessons where I teach you what I call the how skill set. This is a series of tools, skills, insights and knowledge that's going to help you take an idea and turn it into an executable action. Reason being for this is because I've seen it so many times people go to events and read books and listen to podcasts and go to great lengths to learn loads and loads and loads of things and then never actually implement any of it. So what you'll learn in the journals is exactly how to do this. In addition to that, we've got a wonderful online community. We've got lively video calls. We also do a weekly workshop. And we just got that group support from a really supportive community of people who are also doing exactly the same thing, um, pursuing their dreams, making change happen um, and supporting others along the way. So if you're interested at all, click the link in the show notes and we look forward to meeting you soon.